Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty, so you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash I do. Welcome to the show. 
Thank you for tuning in. We hope you're having a great day. Today we are actually celebrating our now three-year-old daughter's birthday. Crazy. We're celebrating by having her in <laughs> camp and yes. getting work done. <laughs> so much fun. No, it, it's when they say time flies, time flies. Seriously. Yeah, it is. Uh, she's so cute. She's getting so much personality. And uh, I know Sarah's posted a few pictures on uh, I Do Podcast Instagram. So so check that out. She is, uh, yeah, she's so much fun. And uh, we are proud to be her parents. Yeah, so shout out to uh, Stella if she ever listens <laughs> to this uh, 20 years from now. <laughs> 20, hopefully sooner than yeah, that. Yeah, hopefully sooner. Only certain episodes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Certain episodes sooner, we'll have to, we'll filter and then she can get into the uh, sexuality ones around uh, <laughs> puberty. Yeah. That'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> and on today's show, we welcome Dr. Alex Avila. And Dr. Avila is a clinical psychologist, author, speaker, and host of the Love University podcast. And in today's show, it is a little bit different than what we normally do. And we talk with Dr. Avila about love type personalities. And you get to learn a little bit about Chase and I's personality in today's show. Yeah. He, he kind of runs us through some questions and, uh, we didn't know when we started, but it was, it was a little, it was fun because it was like a live action and, and, we talk about our own personalities. You guys are going to be able to relate to it as well and why it's important to understand. I think we take for granted like knowing ourselves. It's like we're always learning more about ourselves, but our general uh, personalities are going to be a little bit more easy to identify and they can change. But for instance, the classic extrovert versus introvert, you probably know when I'm, when I'm saying this, which you are, but he talks about how that's important if you are an introvert and you are with an extrovert and how you guys can navigate that in, and really to maximize the relationship. There's no right or wrong compatibility. There's certain combinations with personalities that are harder to to relate with each other, uh, but there's no right or wrong in understanding your partner's personality as well as your own is going to be a key to maximizing the potential of your relationship. And as always, we appreciate you guys listening to the show, leaving us reviews, sending us your feedback, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, Dr. Avila. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Yes, I'm excited to be here and uh, talk to you guys about love and relationships. Dr. Avila, we've given our listeners a little overview, told them about your work. Why don't you take a minute and tell us why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships? Well, see, there's a big need out there. A lot of uh, people are in incompatible relationships. And uh, I wrote a book called Love Types. I talked about the personality types and also what we call the dating masquerade where people oftentimes meet each other and they have a mask on and then they realize they're much different and maybe incompatible. And then they get married and then they may have problems in, in that sense to um, really be uh, harmonious in the relationship. So I kind of want to learn, teach people how to, if you're single, how to find the right per, uh, personality type for you. And if, if you're married, how to respect and appreciate that ideal person as a type so you can have a great relationship. 
Well, that is going to be extremely helpful information. And we're going to zero in and talk about your system for finding true love by classifying guys into four distinct romantic personalities. So let's jump in and, and maybe you can tell us about this classification and we'll go into each one. Yeah, basically, uh, Guy Types is a new book that came out last year. And it's a, an update of Love Types, which was a bestseller, came out about 10 years ago. And uh, utilizing the, the Jungian personality types, um, used for the Myers-Briggs uh, personality types, which you, you may have heard about. And the idea is that you know, we have unique styles. For example, we have what are called the meaning seekers. These are people that love psychology, philosophy, spirituality, and the arts. And they like to find meaning in life. And then other uh, people are what we call the excitement seekers. They like to have adventures and they're outgoing and you know maybe bungee jumping and things like that. Uh, we have the knowledge seekers, which are the kind of scientific brainy types that value competence, intelligence, and uh, you know innovation. And then we have what we call the, the security seekers, people that love family, tradition, and responsibility that are kind of looking for security. So the idea is that you want to find someone usually that resonates within your, your main group or personality style. And uh, so love types and guy types teaches people how to do that, whether they're single or couples. So I'm hearing these descriptions and I feel like I could maybe be all four, <laughs> but, uh, oh, really? <laughs> well, you know, I, okay. it, you, so, you uh -huh. so how, how is the classification? I'm sure there's some, some questions that get answered in each one. Can someone be in multiple, uh, types of personality? Uh, well, usually yeah, you can have elements of, of another group or type, but usually you have a one primary preference, just like, you know, you're left-handed or right-handed and that's your primary hand. And the key is, well, what is your overall style? For example, let's say I ask you, Chase, what would you do if you won $10 million? I would go traveling with my family, okay. of course. Okay. Traveling. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Uh, would you take Sarah with you? Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Is that, yes. is that okay, Sarah? You wanted to go with them too? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Anything else, Chase? I mean, you know, $10 million is a lot of money, so you can do whatever you want in life and, and do anything you want. Man, I've, I would, I would surf, but I'm kind of doing that already. Uh, pay off our debt and uh, maybe wouldn't worry about eating out as much. We keep get a too, pretty simple life. Yeah, oh, really? Sarah, you don't make him any, any home cooked uh, meals uh, out there. I do, but I wouldn't mind eating out every night. <laughs> okay, makes sense. That's a little fun. Okay, and uh, anything else with the money? I mean, the rest of your life, what would you do with the money? Man, uh, save it, put it in a, a fund for our daughter. Um, okay, but I I can't imagine. Buying too many things is pretty simple. Okay, uh, okay. Makes, yeah, makes sense. It's not very exciting. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right, so you sound like you're a fairly realistic kind of guy, uh, practical and concrete. You like to use the money for you know practical things, perhaps. And um, so that's one of the questions. So some people would say, you know, I would go to the Himalayas and meditate. I would start a great business to change the world. They're what we call the imaginative or intuitive types. So it's a little different style. Now, Chase, uh, another question is, let's say uh, we got two tickets to, I don't know, a place you want to go, Hawaii, tomorrow. But you got to go the next day at work day. Would you go? And we invite you to go. Absolutely. Okay. Are you that kind of person? Are you a little spontaneous and free-flowing kind of guy? Or do you like to plan things out? A little bit of both. <laughs> I, I am spontaneous. You're not making it sure. easy here, Chase. I know. I'm being difficult. <laughs> I well, sorry, what do you think? I mean, uh, he, gets, he gets two tickets to go. Is he gone? Or is he going to plan it out and say, well, let me check my schedule? Um... I think he would check his schedule more. I would definitely go right away. I'm a lot more spontaneous. Ah, okay. 
So do you feel that he's, is he pretty organized on time and structured, do you think? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all? Okay. I'm on time. So uh, uh, <laughs> he does like to a little bit think messy, about A things. little bit messy, disorganized, and late? Would you yeah. Say? <laughs> yes. Okay. Not late, uh, just disorganized. Oh, okay. So, uh, well, I mean, so he could be what's called the excitement seeker. Is he a person that likes outdoor adventures yes. and um, spontaneity and adventure? Or is he more of a, uh, like a structured, organized person? No, I think he would be the excitement. He seeks, uh, he loves okay, doing but, exciting outdoor things. and Okay. Yeah. Bungee jumping, uh, you know, canoeing, stuff like that. Yep. Yep. Okay, perfect. So there you go, Chase. So you are the excitement seeker. We just figured you out. It took us about five minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, and then Sarah, we'd have to determine your type. How would you answer the first question, the $10 million question? Um, I would probably buy a couple houses Okay. in different locations that we like to travel to. Right. And... Probably do the same thing, put some money away for Stella, pay off our debt and just enjoy life and not really think about, you know, a budget. <laughs> okay. And then two tickets to Hawaii tomorrow, but you already have something planned. What would you do? I would go as long as it didn't interfere, like it didn't, you know, hurt plans okay. with somebody else. Okay. So you're pretty spontaneous, would you say? Sada? Yeah. Okay. So both of you guys are uh, excitement seekers. You're compatible. Congratulations. Yay! Perfect. I don't have to get rid of Sarah. <laughs> now, believe it or not, there are people that are not compatible. I mean, you could be a, what's called a meaning seeker or a, or, you know, a dollar seeker. Uh, and you may be with another person that, you know, is not really your type. And then you might have a lot of problems in, in a marriage because you don't respect and appreciate each other's style. So that's what I teach people in love types and guy types is to first find someone who resonates with you. But even if they're a little bit different, once you're married, you want to learn how to respect and appreciate that difference when there is a difference. What kind of questions would you ask your partner to kind of initiate these, uh, like what we did, to find out about your partner and find out what a type of personality they do have? Well, again, like I said, the, the $10 million question is one. Uh, that determines if they're imaginative or practical. What would they do with the money? Uh, the you know Going to Vegas or Hawaii or something the, the next day, uh, you know, see if they are spontaneous. Another question is, what do you do for fun in your spare time? For example... Uh, if you like to stay home a lot and you know, uh, listen to music, relax, meditate, read a book, you might be more what we call the introvert energy person that likes to spend time with your own thoughts. And then if you're more a sociable person, like to go out and socialize a lot, you're more extrovert. And that can be a big pro issue in relationships uh, and marriages when you have an extrovert with an introvert personality and they don't respect each other's style. Now, let's say, Sarah, I would ask you the question, what do you like to do for fun in your spare time? Well, now that we have a two and a half year old, I would say some peace and quiet, like get a massage. <laughs> okay, but okay. before that, probably go out with friends and have a good time and socialize. So I, I bet, you know, that's kind of changed a little bit. Okay. Uh, do, do you get more energy from other people or from your own thoughts generally? Other people. Okay. How about you, Chase? Uh, what is your uh, preference um, for fun? I, I mean, I, I love being outside, outdoors, surfing primary activity pretty much every day and okay. um, more on your own like you like your own your own thoughts and energy or other people yeah if i had to pick i definitely more introverted uh, my own thoughts okay perfect yeah. uh okay sarah so um i'm writing this down here actually i'm, I'm, I'm determining your type so you're extroverted and uh, i think you said you're practical and spontaneous is that correct yes Okay. And I also sense that you're a feeling personality. Are you a pretty sensitive kind of person, emotional? No. Okay. You're more logical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay. So, uh, for example, what's your favorite movie? <laughs> um, um, no, I don't even know. Or one that you liked a lot. We watch a lot of, yeah, like House of Cards. So like dramas. Okay. Well, why do you like the House of Cards? Uh, I like the, the drama, real life excitement, kind of don't know what's going to happen in the next scene. Okay. So you uh, are a person that likes the, the uh, you know, the uh, action of the movie or the plot and, uh, you know, something that makes you think. Yes. So we call that the thinking personality. Now, if you said, well, I love the love story and it made me cry, that's more the so-called feeling personality and uh, more of the emotional style. How about you, uh, Chase? How would you answer that movie question? I would have to agree. Maybe not a particular movie, but but like a drama series or uh, a thriller. Okay. Yeah. And why do you like it? Why do you like it? Uh, say, for example, the drama series. Uh, just that it, it it keeps you on your toes, makes makes you think, um, and uh, yeah, I find that entertaining. Okay. So basically, uh, Sarah, based on that question, that's called the movie question, by the way. So that's one of the, uh, what I call the four magic questions. So you can. Meet people and, and you know, ask them those four questions and get to know their love type or their personality, romantic style. And uh, based on the questions, you sound like you might be what's called the wheeler dealer personality, Sarah. Like someone who's good at promotion, marketing, maybe business, things like that. Kind of like an exciting kind of person. Does it sound anything like you? Uh, it does. Okay. <laughs> and, and Chase, you sound like a craftsperson, uh, uh, someone like an outdoors kind of guy, quiet, hands-on kind of person that likes your independence and freedom and likes to explore nature and different things. Does that sound anything like you? Independence and freedom, that is all me. Yes. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay. So you're a hands-on kind of guy. You're like the Clint Eastwood, you know, the you know strong, silent guy that gets things done. You know, uh, probably good with your hands. I don't know if you like to work with tools or, or machinery or things like that. Sometimes strong, silent, maybe. Definitely not handy. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So you guys are both pretty compatible. Actually, uh, you're almost the same. You know, you're both practical. You're both logical. You're both a little bit spontaneous. The only difference, Sarah, is that I think you have a little more extroversion from what you're telling me uh, in the past. You were a lot more socialized in, uh, before before you got married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, Chase, you're more introvert. So that's, that could be one area in married couples, uh, especially when we have a, f- a female extrovert with a male introvert. They have the most problems in chores, finances, communication, and sex if they don't respect each other's style because the introvert male is quieter and then she might take the lead in things. And if she doesn't respect him, she's going to think he doesn't have a manly personality and, and vice versa. He's going to think she's overbearing and dominant unless they learn how to respect each other's style. So this is what we learn in love types, how to do that. Uh, do you guys ever run across that issue in the beginning of your marriage? This is, yeah, this is uh it's great perspective to have. And we, we didn't have a huge issue, but uh, I think that, that's a testament to the fact that I think based on these personality types, we, we fit as you've described, but we're not super strong in either spectrum. Uh, like we can okay. kind of, uh, uh, I'm psychoanalyzing ourselves right now, but we can kind of, <laughs> we can kind of flow in between the introvert and extrovert. Like Sarah, I would agree is more extroverted, but, just the same. She can enjoy staying at home and, and she's not strong and right. overtly extroverted. But uh, yeah. Yeah. And also as you get older a little bit, I don't know if you guys are in your thirties or what, what's your age range, mm-hmm. but typically as you come to the middle years, you uh, sometimes develop the other side. So maybe extroverts can become a little more introvert as you get older, especially if you have kids and you know, you have more of a family lifestyle. Uh, although, you know, sometimes people throughout their life, they maintain their preference, whether it's introversion or extroversion. 
So it is always important to know, you know, what is your partner's style? What is your style? And then learn how to respect each other and appreciate each other's differences. And that's the big thing about love types. Uh, if you're married and, you know, you have love in the relationship and there's a lot of great things, maybe you're different in one area. That's what you want to really learn how to understand in your partner. For example, the extrovert will say, hey, introvert, uh, you know, you can relax at home. Maybe I'll go out with some friends. I'll come back. I'll have my, you know, girls or boys night out. And the introvert can say, okay, and I appreciate you leaving me with some quiet time. Now, I don't know if you guys ever did that part of it uh, in your relationship. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely, when I lived back in Florida where most of my girlfriends lived, I made it a priority to continue those friendships and go out and socialize. Um, and sometimes Chase would just stay home and chill. So it worked out there perfectly. Yeah. Perfect. Now, sometimes, I mean, the introvert can be maybe a little jealous or possessive. They say, you know, why do you want to go with all those people? Who do you love more, them or me? Uh, unless they're you know more mature and understand that scenario. So Chase, what happened to you? Were you able to uh, accept her going out with her friends? Yeah, yeah, it was fine, and uh, and I I think you mentioned it, but the key here is the respect is is yes. that a couple like like we were able to do is I respect. Yeah, you want to go out? That's fine, and and that it's okay to have these differences because I think sometimes people will think they want to be with someone that where you're just exactly alike, and certainly there's important things to to match up on, but. Uh, it's actually nice to to have some differences in your personalities. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, the complimentary style where, you know, the extrovert likes the introvert to calm them down, you know, to say, hey, let's relax a little bit. The introvert likes the extrovert to socialize them, get them out of the house. Or you could have the person that's very spontaneous with the person that's very structured. And the structured person can, you know, make sure the bills are paid on time, you know, make sure your car doesn't get repossessed. Uh, and the spontaneous person can say, hey, let's go out to Vegas. Let's go out to have fun and enjoy life a little bit. So they can kind of really balance each other if they respect each other, right? If they appreciate the style. Because if they don't, the structured person will say to the spontaneous person, you're so sloppy and you're you're uh, disorganized. And the other person will say, you're such a stick in the mud. Why don't you relax and enjoy life? So again, it has to it goes back to that appreciation for the, you know, the different styles. How do you go about having that conversation? Like maybe they keep butting heads about the extrovert and the introvert not agreeing on their social life. How do you address that so it goes smoothly in the relationship? But before we continue on, we want to play you a clip of our new favorite song. I saw you So I got that song made for Chase by the lovely folks over at songfinch.com. And isn't it amazing? It is 
really pretty cool. At first, I was kind of skeptical of the whole concept. And I remember the first time we listened to it, we were like, we're like in awe, <laughs> teary eyed. And it's really cute. And, and my favorite part is how the artist Tiffany added in the little lyric about Stella and how she was our little water monkey, which was the name of our first business. And yeah, it's just really amazing. It's so touching. And Songfinch brings your stories, feelings, and memories to life through one-of-a-kind songs from scratch. So everything you heard right there was just Tiffany, I gave her the ideas, our our love story, and she made it happen. And their turnaround is only seven days. So one of a kind songs are perfect for anniversaries, birthdays, holidays, or just because. And Songfinch is a community of over 250 plus professional musicians, and it's growing weekly. So you can be guaranteed that the quality that you get is just like Tiffany's. Um, she's I can't stress how amazing she is. And the process is so easy. Um, like I said, I basically told Songfinch our love story that I wanted to share with Chase. And you pick your mood, your genre, your vocalist type. And then seven days later, you have the perfect gift. So don't wait. Get one of these made. It it really is uh, a great and unique thing. You can go to songfinch.com and enter the promo code I do and get 10% off your custom song. Again, for 10% off, visit songfinch. That's song, F-I-N-C-H.com and enter the promo code I do. Today's show is sponsored by Babbel, the number one selling language learning app in the world. It is quick, fun, and an efficient way to learn another language. So we've told you about Babbel because my summer goal is to use the app to learn to speak Spanish. And to speak it better than our three-year-old daughter, Stella. <laughs> Which she's winning so far. <laughs> but I love it because the lessons are designed to get you speaking confidently in your new language and actually to help you remember what you learned. So all that time you spent, you'll remember. <laughs> Despite my joking, I've seen Sarah improve to a level above our three-year-old. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> she's been practicing. And a, a big reason is because when you use Babbel, it helps you speak the new language within weeks. So she is seeing that return and in learning fast. Babbel helps you get ready for all kinds of practical situations like chatting with new friends, ordering food, asking for directions, or speaking to a three-year-old. <laughs> speaking to a three-year-old? Or yeah. You guys having conversations oh, yeah, in Spanish? In Spanish. <laughs> it, it consists of hola. Adios. <laughs> That's pretty much it. So go to babble.com and use the promo code I do to get 50% off your first three months. You'll be learning, you'll be fluent in Spanish in three months. That's babble, B A B B E L.com, promo code I do for 50% off your first three months. Well, it's always good to start out with what we call uh, softeners or positive statements. Uh, there's a uh, psychologist named Osada that talked about the level of positive to negative statements that we have in relationships and also in work. There should be around five to one or three, three to three or four or five to one. For example, you say to your partner, honey, you know, you are you're a great lover. You're a wonderful spouse. Uh, you're great around the house, but you're a little bit messy sometimes. So, you know, you start with three good ones and one bad one. 
But if you say to them, you know, you're a lousy lover, terrible provider, terrible father, but you make nice enchiladas. (laughs) (laughs) That's not going to work. And sometimes people do that. They start off with the negative first and they pile on a bunch of negatives and they say, you're messy, you're sloppy, disorganized. Instead of saying, well, you know, there's great things about you, but sometimes your disorganization does bother me because I'm more structured and vice versa. The, the spontaneous person says, you know, I love a lot of things about you and you're a wonderful spouse and, and all, all that. But sometimes you maybe come across as a little bit too inflexible in certain things. And, uh, you know, my, from my perspective. So, again, it is, you know, maintaining respect, you know, praising your partner and then segueing into the one area that you do have a difference and where you see where you can work it out. Maybe, you know, compromising sometimes. So once in a while, we'll go out and have your social night out for the extrovert. And sometimes we'll stay in for the introvert. So being able to agree in a sense, to negotiate with each other is an important thing. The softeners are such a valuable communication tool. It's so simple, yes. but but we can, especially in a long-term relationship, you take your partner for granted, and suddenly you don't even realize that your your statements might not even be like overtly negative, but they're they're not positive, you know, and and that. Just not even if you're trying to get something you want, but just for a healthy communication that you're keeping that balance of, let's say, five positive statements to, to yes. every negative one is a is a great tool. Definitely. The other thing is uh, the other dimension we haven't talked about a lot is the thinker versus the feeler. And uh, typically, if half of people are thinkers, half are feelers, but there is a gender difference. Two thirds of males are what we call the thinking type, you know, more logical, analytical. Two-thirds of females are more the feeling type, the emotional style. And you could have actually a combination with either one. I mean, you could have a male thinker with a female feeler or even a male feeler with a female thinker, and it could work out. But again, you have to understand that person's language because thinkers and feelers do speak a different language. You guys remember the old book, uh, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus mm-hmm. by John Gray? Yeah. And he endorsed my book, Love Types. And he talks about that difference uh, in terms of men and women. But really what I say, like to say is thinkers are from Mars and, and feelers are from Venus. In other words, it's not just about gender, it's about that communication style. And the feeler, for example, male or female, they like they like more romance and touchy-feely words and that kind of feeling of appreciation in an emotional way. And the thinker likes uh, intellectual compatibility, competence, feeling their mate, uh, they have intellectual communication. Even a little bit of sarcasm and witty repartee is what thinker, thinkers enjoy. So I'm wondering about you guys. Are you guys more thinkers? Do you guys like that kind of witty repartee, a little bit of debate at times and things like that? I'd say I'm definitely a thinker. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say oh, I'm, I'm yep. more of a feeler, but on ah. that note, I'm not very sensitive, but I do like the romance oh. and the, ah, you know, okay. I don't know. So I don't, what does okay. that mean? Uh, could you be a closet <laughs> feeler or something? You're hitting a feeler or something? Yeah, like maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cause I noticed your, war- your voice is very warm and kind of a feeling voice. But then I asked you if you're a feeler and you said, no, I'm a thinker. Yeah. And uh, do you like not cry much at movies and you don't like touchy-feely kind of stuff? No, not really. Okay. How are you a feeder then? You, you say you are emotional in well, some ways. You said that, uh, you know, they like you like to be romanced. And um, so I think I'm, I'm a feeler when it comes to the way Chase treats me. Like I like to be uh, feel romantic in, in that okay. sense. But right. But then I, I don't. I don't get, uh, I don't cry easily or, you know, things that I'm on movies and stuff like that. Okay. So you're probably what we call borderline on that, on that personality dimension. So you're kind of somewhere in the little bit in the middle, maybe leading toward one end and the other. 
But you can see how that can be an issue, you know, yeah. for the feeler. They need to get that emotional appreciation a lot. You know, I love you and honey and, you know, physical affection. And, and the thinker doesn't need it as much. You know, as long as they know I'm with this partner and they care about, they love me, I'm fine. You know, and we can have great conversations and intellectual compatibility. Uh, that's what really appeals to me. And also that my partner is competent and intelligent. That's very important. Is that important to you, Sarah? It is. Yeah. And I'm, I'm lucky. I got a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got a smart guy. <laughs> is that important to you, Chase? Uh, a woman that is also intelligent and, and you know, knows what she's doing, has a certain sense of competence. Yes, absolutely. This podcast wouldn't exist if uh, didn't have a competent partner on it. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so you guys are well matched. And uh, so, you know, you see the power of this this kind of uh, approach is that we are really understanding, first of all, embracing who we really are. What is our true nature? Am I a thinker or a feeler, an introvert, extrovert? And then looking at the full combination of the types, you know, for example, in this case, um, you're a craftsperson or a, a wheeler dealer. And then learning how to respect and appreciate your partner and, and enhancing each other. Assuming there are other, you know, obviously good parts of the relationship and you're, you're in love and there's compatibility in most areas. It kind of reminds me of understanding your partner's love language too, because you kind of have to, it's important to know how your partner uh, reacts to things, feels, because once you know that you can really talk to them in that language or talk to their personality that way. And it, it can really make you connect even on a deeper level. Uh, definitely. So yeah, the thing about gifts or appreciation and things like that physical touch and the, that's the idea to understand, you know, yourself. And sometimes people don't do that. For example, you know, I'm a male feeder myself. So male feeders often are under, misunderstood because they're not traditional or a female thinker, sometimes misunderstood. People th see her as cold and, you know, maybe dominant in a certain way. Uh, but then realize that she can be very feminine in, in her own style. And a, a female, a male feeder can be very masculine in his own energy. But again, it's not traditional. And many times people deny who they are. And then they have issues later on to find the right person because they try to fit what the other person wants. And for example, Chase, you're a fairly rare type. You know, ISTP or in Myers-Briggs terminology or craftsperson is about maybe 5% of the population. So you're kind of a rare guy. Isn't that nice, Sarah? You picked a yeah. rare one? <laughs> <laughs> and among females, uh, your type is a little bit rare too, The what we call the wheeler-dealer style. It's kind of a marketing, promotional, you know, kind of like a make, th make things happen kind of person. And that's also a little bit rare in the females. So you guys are both uh, unique personalities. Cool. So you should congratulate yourself on that. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> and, and, and I'm sure our listeners are listening and relating to one personality or another. Is there somewhere online that they can look at these questions, take the test to really dial in their uh, personality? Yes, they can go to lovetype.com, L-O-V-E-T-Y-P-E.com. And also my uh, podcast is loveuniversity.love. And I... Talk about, you know, every week relationships and other love uh, compatibility ideas. So definitely they can do that on either side and figure out, you know, who they are and then, you know, who, who their partner is. That's very important, too. So both both of them can take the, the quiz. Yeah, it's a it's a key thing. And I think it's something we take for granted of not only understanding our partner's personality type, but our own and and how valuable it can be in understanding our own. But then. And then how we relate to our partner and how we can, like Sarah said earlier, communicate with them to be most effective or how we can compromise. If you got a partner who's an extrovert and you're an introvert, it's not wrong and it doesn't mean it can't work. It just, and in fact, I think it's, it, 
I don't, I don't want to say better, but it can be a great thing because that's the beauty of a relationship is you balance each other out or maybe you get that introvert to, to go out more and now suddenly they go, oh, you know, I was missing out on some things that, that uh, in life and maybe they're not going to switch to being extroverted, but it's just a nice little balance. Yeah, it can be. I guess that's a complementary style where someone's strength is someone's weakness and someone's weakness is someone's strength. The only issue, though, is when you have too many differences, you can have a lot of conflict. For example, if you're total opposites, let's say, uh, Sarah, you're a, a leader dealer, but you're with a man who's uh, maybe a social, uh, you know, idealistic philosopher, someone who's in high in the sky, emotional stuff. You know, the, you know, you guys may have a lot of issues with that because you are very different, you know, maybe total opposites. But if you're different in maybe one dimension, like you guys are a little bit different on introvert, extrovert, but everything else is similar, then, like you said, that can be a great combination because you can balance out that one side. So you also have to be careful. I mean, if you are single or, you know, even with someone that you're totally different, that can pose some, some challenges. And it's important to recognize. And, and I, I'm sure our listeners will get on get on the website, take the personality <laughs> test and, and really be able to dial things in. And you've given us some great information today. Sarah and I learned a little bit yeah. about our own personality <laughs> types. <laughs> Well, yeah, now you know that uh, you start to take them out, uh, you know, to the nature outings and uh, maybe uh, Chase, you can party a little bit once in a while, right? Take her out <laughs> to a comedy club or something. Right? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and, and and before we wrap up, are there any lasting thoughts you want to leave our listeners with as far as um, understanding their personality and the importance of it in the relationship? Yeah, basically, uh, you know, the term know, know thyself uh, and also embrace thyself, you know, really learn how to love uh, who you who you are, your personality, your uniqueness. You know, just like we have a unique DNA, we have a unique personality DNA. Whether you're the idealistic philosopher, the social philosopher, the wheeler dealer, the scientist, uh, the practical person, or the you know what we call the tr- the traditionalist, uh, old fashioned person. And the thing is, all of them have value, and they realize that just because someone's different doesn't mean they're better or worse than you. You know, we all have value in our own way, and also realize that not everyone is like you. Many times we think that other people think like us, you know, the same values, the same ideas, and they may not, especially in a marriage. There may be some differences. But again, the key is to celebrate both the similarities and the differences. And what I like the term is, uh, Gottman talks about this in his book, is uh, create meaning in your relationship. I like to use the phrase to create light in the world. Uh, you know, as a couple, married couple, let's say, whether it's through your children, maybe what you guys are doing, which is great, starting a business together, a podcast to enlighten people. Uh, you know, it's more than just sex or, or companionship or, or you know, being together, but something beyond that. There's a purpose for your existence together as a couple, as a married couple. So I think that's the beautiful part. And I would encourage everyone to think about that. How do you create light in the world as a married couple? How do you create goodness and, and positivity and share it with others? Awesome. Well, I think that is a perfect note to leave us on and our and our listeners today. So again, thank you so much for coming on the show. We're going to have the links to guy types on our website, as well as um, the university, your love university podcast. And our listeners know to go there to check out all those resources. And uh, we appreciate you coming on the show. It's been a great pleasure. And again, love university. We do the weekly show on, uh, you know, loving yourself, others and a higher nature. And uh, it's all about educating people to find the love within and also the love without. And uh, it's been a wonderful pleasure. Hope to see you guys in another time. 
Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, all the links are in the show notes page, as well as on the podcast description. And while you're on our website, we encourage you guys to check out our 14 day happy couple challenge. We send you an email for 14 days with simple, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And on our website, we also have a bunch of free resources for your relationship. So we encourage you to check those out. Uh, We also have our love tribe on Facebook. Uh, We encourage you guys to join the tribe and uh, be there for support for each other. If you have questions or just need some relationship advice, We are all here for each other. Um, The group has grown to almost a thousand people um, and we love it. So we hope you guys join that. You can go to Facebook, Love Tribe Fam, and you'll find us right there. And if you are interested in learning more about our flagship course, Spark My Relationship, we hope you guys check it out. We have a special offer that is only for podcast listeners. So you can go to sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock and you can unlock that special offer and learn more as always thank you guys so much and we'll see you next week
To a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.